Welcome to the City Beautiful Church podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join our family as we strive to live together in heavenly reality. For more great content, visit us online at citybeautiful.ch. You can be seated. Um, we've got a few people in the back. If the folks on the side, if you guys want to condense a little bit to kind of uh, create some extra space for those people so they can join us. Um, welcome everybody to City Beautiful Church. My name is Ryan. I'm pastor here. And um, if you weren't here when we all came in together at the beginning, um, we're, we're, we're finishing out our series, Listening to the Voice of God, for weeks. We've been on this journey. Really, it kind of sets uh, into this larger perspective of what we've been doing this year in our community. We, we decided that the vision for this year is drawing closer to God with one heart and mind. And so we spent the beginning of the year talking about what is God like, that we need to learn God's heartbeat before we talk about him speaking. Um, and then the second series has been listening to the voice of God. Now that we know who we're listening for, how, do we, well, how does God speak to us? And we spent the first half of this series speaking through the different ways uh, that God speaks to us, learning that we each have this kind of slightly different uh, maybe dialect with God. Um, it's the same God speaking, but we all hear him slightly differently. And then the last part of the series, we've been speaking about the ways in which we posture ourselves. Because like I said, we can, uh, you know, God can be speaking all the time and we're not listening. And then we take him to trial because he hasn't shown up in the exact, you know, very narrow ways that we need him to. Um, so learning different practices and postures that can help us to open up the possibility that God is always speaking, but to perhaps learn new ways of speaking. So how do we po- learn to posture ourselves to listen when God speaks? I want to give us a little bit of a recap of the five different ways that we looked at that through this series. And as we're doing this, I want you to reflect on your own journey over the past three months. What have you learned? What has God spoken? What has he revealed to you? What are the things that you're still wrestling with? What are the the deep desires within yourself that have not been realized yet? You know, I think the illusion with any series is that we could actually master something in three months. Ha, ha, ha. This is the whole Christian journey. This is an ongoing perspective. And, and, And I believe, and I know that many of you do, that as soon as we think that we've arrived, we've lost it, right? As soon as we think we have a handle on what God is like, uh, something happens and it, and it kind of throws our paradigm out the window. As soon as we feel really confident in how God speaks to us, all of a sudden there's this new invitation to step into new ways of hearing that really didn't exist there before. And that's the value of us gathering together in worship time and again, continuing to show up, continuing to participate, sharing our stories with one another because those are the things that give us the courage to continue on. And so we began this part of the series um, with the idea of quiet consent that we clear the space for God to speak to our deepest selves in quiet consent, that silence is the quiet consent of the mind, um, that stillness is the quiet consent of the body, and solitude is the quiet consent of the heart, that we use all three of those centers of intelligence as human beings, but each of us, we have one of those that's dominant. It's kind of the, the first way that you meet the world. You think your way into the world, or you feel your way into the world, or you act your way into the world, and we all have one that's repressed, it's kind of your last ditch. It's like, you know, kind of, I don't know. Oh, that's so weird. Um, what's that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he goes to Mars? Total Recall? I don't know why I thought of that. But, you know, the guy who's got like the little guy growing out of him and it's like kind of deformed. We each have a way of being in the world that's kind of like that. It's like, it's, it's not fully developed. 
you know, you're maybe, you, maybe you're not the, 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 the most mature thinker or, or your feeling is either repressed or dominated, you know, or uh, you're not a big doer. And God actually equips us for ways of helping us to grow into deeper health in those ways so that we can really clear the space to hear him speak. So how many of you over the past several weeks have been trying some sort of stillness, silence, or solitude? Okay, good. You have to do it for at least six months before you're going to get any measurable results. I'll just go ahead and lay that out right now. But it's so imperative that before we say anything to God, we're creating the space for him to speak. So are you building into the busyness of modern life that time to actively listen to God? Uh, the second thing that Cole brought to us was that childlike wonder gives us the ability to release fear and to listen with an open heart and mind. That as we grow up, we lose the capacity to hear because of all the expectations of adulthood, the expectations of family and friends and community and work and responsibility. And what hop often happens is that we slowly close our ears off to be able to hear God speak, that we settle for the lesser gods that tell us who we are and what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do. But to be able to re-engage when Jesus says that you have to enter into the kingdom of heaven like a child, that it's only people who are postured like children that can receive the truth of who God is, it means that we are on this journey of reclaiming uh, the gifts of childhood, the gift of wonder, of excitement, joy, innocence, a sense of discovery, um, that, that beautiful dynamic of both safety and adventure having um, an expectation that something's going to happen, and most of all, a deep-seated trust in our Father in Heaven who loves us dearly. And so what are you doing? My question for you this morning, what are you doing to actively keep yourself innocent, to reject the cynicism that so often bogs us down, that makes us think less of ourselves, that makes us wag our finger at God? just to keep our nose down, just to continue to grind it out day after day. What are you doing to fight against that cynicism, to keep yourself innocent, tender, eyes of awe and wonder? And then Sam and Kristen Blommel came and spoke, and they, uh, they shared with us this, that all good things, ideas, inspirations, and systems, they all come from God speaking. If it's good, it's from God. And you're not capable of having a good thought about someone else without the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And I love that that kind of democratizes the idea of God speaking, that a lot of times we think it's for this relegated few people that have this magical gift where they see God's hand writing something in the sky or, you know, whatever it might be, but that anything that we know that is good is directly from God, that God is constantly revealing things to mankind. And, and I believe for us as Christians, we get to name those things as being from God. Any goodness that we see in the world, we get to name that goodness and say that goodness has a face, that goodness has a personality, that goodness has a desire for relationship with all of mankind. But the other side of that, recognizing that we're all capable of hearing God speak, means that there's a certain amount of power and responsibility in, for each of us in this room that we have to accept. And maybe some of us are afraid that God will speak to us because we actually have to do something with it, because we don't feel like we're ready because we don't feel like we're capable. But that's again where we have to lean in and trust the Holy Spirit above and beyond our own capabilities to lead us, to be responsive, to speak the things into the world that need to be spoken, to share the goodness of the world that needs to be shared. And so can you accept the responsibility of listening to God this morning as his mouthpiece? 
The fourth thing that we looked at was learning how to listen to God through our emotions. Um, the, the challenge is not simply for us to feel more in our modern era. We talked about how, you know, perhaps as a society, we've been emotionally repressed for uh, many decades, perhaps many generations. And there's this new kind of emotional renaissance going on around us right now. But some of us have believed that the goal is just to feel more. If I just have a heart that just feels more, that's the goal. Um, but what this often leads us with when we don't have a trajectory for emotions is that we're either emotionally repressed. Can I get an amen? Anybody in here? Right? Or we're kind of emotionally dominated. Anybody in here? Yeah? Kind of little feelings driven. And when we think that it's just about feeling more, we really miss the mark. But the real goal of the journey is to learn emotional intelligence as a way to listen to what God is saying. To be able to take that time to slow down and to allow God to speak to us through the feelings that we're feeling from moment to moment, from event to event. Because unfortunately, I think a lot of, a lot of us have internalized within the Christian church is that your feelings are either a detriment and you're, they're a threat and you just need to throw them away or your feelings are 100% true. Whatever you feel in the moment, that's exactly what's happening. But rather to embrace that nuance that comes with saying, God, here's this, here's this moment that I had. Here's this interaction with a friend or here I saw this thing on the news and this is how I'm feeling. What are you trying to tell me there? And to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us deeper into our feelings rather than us just rejecting them in the name of the kingdom or giving them way more power than they actually deserve. So how has God been speaking to you through your feelings recently? Have you felt some feelings and then when you actually brought them before the Lord, the conclusion you came to was actually a surprise? That maybe you were really frustrated and when you paused and you reflected with the Holy Spirit, you really realized that frustration is actually this God-given sentiment that things aren't the way they could be in the kingdom. And that that frustration, that anger, that dissatisfaction is actually the fuel that you need to get off off your butt and to start engaging with the kingdom and advancing it in some new and surprising ways. And so we begin to listen to God through our emotions. We develop the muscles needed to be emotionally mature people. Because guess what? There's no such thing as a spiritually mature person that's not emotionally mature. So if you want a good gauge for your spiritual maturity, look at your emotional maturity. And when we begin to build those bridges, we recognize that God is actually trying to rescue the whole human being. Not just our souls, not just our brains, but our hearts and our bodies as well. And the final thing that we looked at last week, we had this amazing roundtable discussion. Um, we had Stephanie Cottle, we had Nicole Ponder, we had Kevin Walker, and we had Curtis Hoffman up here sharing uh, about their journeys with the Holy Spirit. And Kevin and I were just speaking uh, just before the gathering here about this, that it was so beautiful to sit with people who have such... Um, diverse ways of engaging with the Holy Spirit in their stories of how they've come to learn who He is and then how they can engage with Him and listen to Him. But there's also this deep sense of unity present in that, that all of them are speaking of the same Spirit who has written different stories. And that reflects back to all of us, that we're all gathered together by the same Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God. But He is so big that he engages all of us in dramatically different ways. And we're all living these different stories that we all need in order to engage with God, to know what God is saying and what God is doing. And so my question to you is, do you cherish the stories of the other people in this community? Or do you write people off? Maybe because they don't do it the way that you do. They don't think about things the way that you do. 
Because when we can begin to cultivate that humble curiosity in each one of us, that we come to other people and we say, I'm looking beyond all of the surface stuff that our society tells us means that we should not engage. Socioeconomic status, political affiliation, skin color, all of, age, all of these different criteria by which we judge other people. We say, I'm putting all of that aside and I see within you the story of God at work. And I want to know that story. And I want to be surprised and delighted by what I discover there because I believe that we're actually bound together in something that is way, way deeper than politics and economics and skin color and age and gender and all of these little things that we use to judge others. And when we can do that, we're actually tapping into that depth of the unity that we have in Christ Jesus. And then everything else becomes icing on the cake. It becomes interesting discussion, but it's not the criteria by which we recognize that we are the family of God. And so we're going to take just a moment right here in the middle of the gathering uh, to practice a little bit of stillness and silence and solitude, just to connect with the Lord. And if there's one of those five things that resonated with you over the past several weeks, or maybe this is the first time you're hearing it and, and there's something there that you need to engage with God in, we're just going to practice that right now. So I want you to, to sit. I want many of you are folded up. I want you to unfold yourselves. That's a very important thing. Um, your body posture uh, speaks to your uh, preparedness to be ready to hear the Lord. And so if you're all closed off, it's a lot harder to hear God. But to open up your body, to feel your feet firmly planted on the ground, your butt firmly planted in the seat, uh, to listen, to hear the other people around you breathing. None of these things are distractions from engaging with God, but they're actually the place that you can meet him. I want to begin just by reading um, a couple of verses that we looked at last week, just to kind of get us into that space of engaging with Holy Spirit. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. So Holy Spirit, as we sit here as your children expectant, would you quiet our minds and our hearts, quiet our bodies, quiet our souls, so that we might just sit with you in this moment, not needing to say anything, to make demands, to tidy ourselves up so we're more presentable, that we can just sit with you and know that you are God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
God, we don't want our time with you to be a distraction from actually engaging with you. We don't want to sing songs and read the Bible and even pray as a way to fill in the space because maybe we're afraid of what you'll say or we just don't believe that you're going to speak. God, teach us to be people that believe that when we actually create this space to listen to you, to engage with you, we're going to be surprised and delighted by what you fill that space with, with how you reveal yourself to us and how you speak. Because by definition, everything you speak is good. And so Lord, as we continue to engage in worship, Lord, I pray that it would open us up to receive your truth deeper and deeper and deeper into ourselves, that we would, it would become part of us. It would become the part of the fabric of who we are uh, as people who know you and love you and are on this journey of becoming more like Christ day by day. So bless us, Lord, as we bless you, as we continue in worship. In the strong name of your son, Jesus, amen. Let's all stand and continue to worship. This has been the City Beautiful Church podcast. To stay connected, follow us on social everywhere at City Beautiful CH. We hope you join us again soon.